with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Welcome back, friends and fam. This episode number 15 is going to blow your socks off. Just kidding, it might not. You might get totally lost, and I apologize for that. It's a convo with one of my favorite people in the whole world, one of my best friends, the one and only Fatima Chavez from Leadville, Colorado. Um, We played together at Glendale. So, and became like the best travel buddies in the process, which is a really special thing outside of rugby, but something you can find in a rugby teammate. And I encourage you all to look for it because it'll change your fucking life. Excuse my language. This one is going to be peppered with it. There's just a kind of flow with this conversation that I don't think you've heard before here because Fatih and I know each other so well. And honestly, it's hard for me to be objective about this episode because I love it so much because I love Fatih so much. And uh, I hope you guys get a lot out of it. We, we hit on some really big things. It's just, um, a, just a much different flow, really, of conversation than the other episodes have been. And I dig that. Also, I had to just like slide her in here into the number 15 spot because that's her spot, that fullback spot. And, um, we're going to get into some nickname stuff with like Fatty is her nickname and actually started as a baby, but you'll find out um, about that and, and some body image things and finding rugby in college and like stumbling onto the Glendale field. It's destiny as she says, but I'll let you get after it. Oh, and also happy pride again. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We're here in the middle of it. Can't wait to have a party tomorrow. I hope you guys are celebrating too. Um, And I think the last bit of that is there's these little references in Fatih and I's conversation, if you pick up on that, um, referred to the day we made this recording, she nearly died uh, falling in a a creek up there in Montana and um, from a stream crossing. And I have a whole nother segment of audio from that that I didn't think was appropriate to put in this episode but I believe I will put it together and just throw it up as a bonus because it's a wild story and Fatih's a great storyteller so I think it'll just be neat it's a little off of the main you know women's rugby story genre we're in right now but I don't know I I feel like it's a valuable story. It's it's entertaining and it's crazy, honestly. So that's that. Thank you for being here. We are closing out our starting side right now. I am so grateful to everybody who has volunteered to come on. I'm still in the process of filling out that sub side and contacting people. Those those eight power subs that are gonna finish this out. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for being here. I hope you enjoy this convo. If you do, throw me some stars over there on the Apple Podcasts or share this with your friends through Spotify. Okay, love you all. Happy Pride. Bye. Well, we have to make it, we have to start over because I need like a, hi, Fatih, how are you? Am I allowed to say? <laughs> yes, you're allowed to say whatever you want. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I say, thanks for coming on the show. So great to make an episode with you. And I say, I am. I have never been more grateful to be here. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> let's fucking. Let's, and if it doesn't work out, we can do it again, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For some reason, I'm just like, no, we can't. And I'm going to, like, chop it up and edit it and stuff, too. So if it gets weird and we can get back on, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all good. What are your pronouns? 
I, she, her, um, I have definitely been called he, him, or whatever, and I don't mind it. I, I very much give off a prepubescent um, boy vibe. A 12-year-old boy vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. I I like it. This is who I am. (laughs) I get it. Yeah, I like it on YouTube, and it's fun to be boyish. (laughs) Sure is. It's fun to be boyish. Yeah. How did you find rugby? Uh, You know, just it's pretty much from what I've heard in a lot of your episodes. It's one of those you get it. College. I originally was planning or hoping to play for the soccer team and uh, so the, the club soccer team at my college and they you know there's always that like orientation week where you go in and all of the club sports are like join our sport join our sport mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I've been walking around in my mind I was like well I'm gonna play soccer but let's go look because my roommate wanted to go well, because I wanted to go too, but um, mm-hmm. so we get in there and I'm walking around and then a, a, a ball gets tossed at me and I fumble and I catch it and um, they're like, good catch. You should play rugby. I'm like, oh, what's that? Is it like football? And they're like, yeah, no, uh, it's not at all. You should just come <laughs> check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, I was like, well, I will if you tackle me right here, right now. Uh, we we were in a like at the gym, and uh-huh. so so of course um, the captain, the captain at the time, Jess, was like, "No, I won't tackle you here. But if you come to practice, I'll tackle you there, and I'll show you how, and then you can do it." And I was like, eh, "What time is what time?" Um, it just it had happened to be at the same the the soccer tryouts actually. Like what? Or I think I had asked about the tryouts, and they're like, "There are no tryouts. You're on the team." And mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Well, I'm I still like I'm really interested in trying out for the soccer team. So do that. What do you guys what do you guys think? And they're like, "Yeah, whatever. You can split the practice. You can come. You can go there and come to us. You can do half and half." Okay, cool. So I um, excuse me. I show up and. On the first practice, I am just like, what's up? Here I am. You tossed the ball at me. You said you'd tackle me. And, um, of course, I think, like, they um, tackle or something. And I was like, this is dope. This is so cool. (laughs) Uh, So I ended up having a really fun practice, just kind of Mm -hmm. tossing the ball around, talking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. There weren't very many people there, but everyone was incredibly friendly. Man, I vibe with these people. Um, and then halfway through practice, I go to the captain and say, hey, I, I, I'm I, not, like, it's time for uh, soccer, so I'm going to head over. And she's like, yeah, go ahead. We'll see you tomorrow. Or, sorry, Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, see ya. Uh, we'll go over to the soccer team. And turns out they, because I had been goalie, I had been the goalie all four mm-hmm. years of high school. So, of course, I was like, well, I'll try out for a forward because i fast, but I also will try for the goalie because that's what I know best. And mm-hmm. I get there, and they have their goalie who, their, their starting goalie who's only a sophomore, and mm-hmm. then they have somebody, I guess, also a sophomore who, like, the backup, and then there were at least, like, three other um, goalies. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm over here just like trying to be friendly. You know, it's my first year of college. Just like I trying to talk. I'm really awkward, more awkward than I am now. Uh, <laughs> or I guess I just probably awkward, only not as confident. Um, yeah, you felt more awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I'm trying to be friends, and these these kids are not having it. They're like, you're my competition. Mm-mm, no. So I had a terrible soccer practice. I absolutely hated it or a tryout. Um, I, yeah. I was just incredibly turned off. Like, man, I think, but you know, I have a hard time with commitment, but when I, when I feel, <laughs> when I feel like I, I, I'm set on, I'm, I'm going to, 
do it. You know, I, I got a, I got mm-hmm. a, a point to prove. So, mm-hmm. um, I tried going again, I think the next Thursday or something went to rugby practice, freaking loved it. By the time it was to the soccer practice, the soccer tryout, I was like, man, this sucks. I don't really want to go over there, <laughs> but I still went because of course I said that I would. And, um, yeah. I, I get there and I don't even, I'm not even trying at this point. I'm just like, this, just, you guys all suck and hate each other. Even the ones that are friends are essentially like, I mean, it's okay to critique each other, you, because you're my friend, but because I want you to be better and not because I, I, I want to be better than you. Yeah. Um, what was going on there and you know all the rugby people were like yep yeah we'll take you we'll take you we'll take anyone and we'll teach you and Mm -hmm. we will grow together so I I just stopped doing that I didn't even wait to see if I made it which very likely I didn't make it on that soccer team but I was like nah I'm gonna you already done yeah (laughs) I'm gonna go play rugby um so yeah, yeah that's that's how I found it the vibe's different. I've heard that before. There was yeah. another, and yeah, Liz also told me about how she tried out. She loved soccer in college, went to play club, also a goalie, and was um just like, damn, this is the same like drama that I used to deal with on the soccer teams, and and that rugby was like just so much more inclusive and and like accepting and not yeah, it's just better. Yeah. Rugby's just better. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was in high school, it was, I, there, it was a huge um, discrepancy. Is that the right word? Where it was like Mexicans and white people, nothing else. Um, mm. And so, you know, my rugby, my soccer team, sorry, in high school, I knew all of those girls from the beginning. I was, mm. I was a captain. I mean, I was in varsity pretty much when I started. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I knew. And everyone was friendly. I we, I got along in a different way because we are Mexican. And then there were there were of course the, a few non Mexicans on the team, and um, they were kind of the outsiders. So when I got to college, I felt very much like the outsider. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just different I demographic. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. different demographic for sure. It's it's interesting too, just like the way that. You're, well, you just had a community in Leadville. Like me- the Mexican community in Leadville is like tight. Like y'all know each other. Yeah. And yeah, and even together. and growing up together and stuff, it's like definitely mm-hmm. makes that a different com- different group of people. Oh, I'm being into terrible the right wild. Now. Into, into the, the wild. wild. One would say, yeah, <laughs> the wild city. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wild. The uh, urban wild. The urban. Yes. What is it? The urban zoo. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Concrete jungle. Concrete jungle. There we go. The I like concrete urban jungle. Zoo urban zoo sounds better. It sounds like somewhere I would actually might be interested in going. Whereas concrete jungle is like definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> well, so would you say that it was just like the people? It was just the people from the beginning that got you to rugby and probably kept you coming. Yeah. Definitely. Well, initially, yes. It was definitely the people. Um I think you know this about me, but I do, I do, I did struggle with a lot of anger issues. Um, sometimes I do still, but not quite so much. Um, I, I mm-hmm. was just a, a very angry child. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it kind of developed into um, a form of therapy, I would say. Um, Rugby was, yeah, it became, because yeah. it was a, a, an appropriate place to express your aggression. Yeah, yeah, it was the perfect outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that too. I mean, I there, there was no there was no other appropriate space for me to be like physical and aggressive, and right. for that to be okay. Like that's not even outside of like your personal experience. It's not really a thing that like women in the United States are are encouraged to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, which is I'm sure. Um, I think I heard that episode with the goalie too, Liz, you said? Mm-hmm. Liz, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, you know, you get to be physical as as a keeper. You you have mm-hmm. that opportunity, even if you slide tackle someone or whatever, um, mm-hmm. 
you you can hit them. You can because mm-hmm. you're the goalie. And you. So I, I always loved that about the goalie, about the keeper position is just being able to, to be a little bit more aggressive and broke my nose at least twice. Definitely <laughs> once, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I was, I was ready. I was ready to like have that. You were ready to break your nose. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't. And I've gotten knocked on dirty nose, knock on some fucking wood because I think I'm about to break my, with a daylight today, <laughs> I'm about to walk yeah, out the camper sure. and smack my nose up against that picnic table. Damn. Oh my God. Please don't. You've been through enough. But also yeah. if you were ready to break your nose and throw your body around like that, like, okay, well, I'm sure you, you broke plenty of things playing rugby. You know, yeah, honestly. Well, speaking of breaking things though, you did hurt yourself like first, first game in college. Did you not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredibly just, honestly, I would say it was kind of talented. Most people would disagree. Um. <laughs> I was so talented that I broke my ankle. No, what did you I actually do, though? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to put that shit on my resume. Mm. No. Um, no, I, I, it was the first half of my first rugby game ever. Mm-hmm. Western State. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We might have even needed some horrors. We, I just remember, like, you know, we probably had practiced two weeks at this point and you know there's always like the this is a ruck now everyone we've got a ruck but you know we during practice you have I think on average we probably had maybe 10 people wow um, yeah wow so we, it, it's hard to practice even if 15 set every single practice you still it's hard to play like a competing you know unless you're playing sevens which sevens was oh yeah you just back then no, I mean, you, it mean was, you just don't know yeah, yeah. I like mean, college rugby was that level. You just don't know what you're doing until you yeah. go into your first game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's just that's just a common trend I know. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we we did our best. I I remember, I remember we tried even watching some film before getting to the game. Um, uh huh. So I think, I think that they may have had some like showings or something. You know, like. Like um, what is it when you when you watch game film nights yeah. or whatever? Sure. And I don't think I, I I don't think I ever went. I think that there were. Oh, I mean, I know I never went. I think that we had tried to set something up, and I just don't know that it ever worked out, or maybe I couldn't go for some reason. But I remember I tried watching some games on my own, and I was just I was just staring at it. I was like, what the. Fuck? What yeah. is what is I, this? I, uh-huh. I don't understand how but it's fine. All right. I'll just yeah, you know what? Let's not watch anymore. That's fine. Um oh. so I kinda had a vague idea. I tried watching, still didn't get it, mm-hmm. got to mm-hmm. the game, and I remember they put me as a wing, of course, because Well you were fast, you but also yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I was I was I was winging it, uh-huh. for sure. And... You were winging it on the wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I I managed to get the ball probably because I like put myself in like I, the ball. I'm gonna tell you right now didn't get to me. I got to mm-hmm. the ball. <laughs> 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 hey, there's no way that anybody <laughs> time was able to move the ball out to the wing. Oh, <laughs> um, so, and I got tackled immediately or something um I think I I think I was gonna pass forward and then my um teammates was <laughs> and um so I kept it and I got tackled and then the ruck formed over me and I was like oh my god oh my god this is a ruck it's happening right now Every- oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> get out of it <laughs> so I get out of that ruck and I'm like wow oh things are clicking this is so cool okay, I'm over here, I got to go out to the wing, and I'm running, and I'm watching the play, and I'm like, okay, now I, sp- bam, hit a freaking hole, I just step in a hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> there goes the ankle, <laughs> and oh. so I, 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 like, just get sniped, right, <laughs> and I'm oh. over here, I'm like, oh, oh, my ankle, my ankle, the game's nice, going. What the fuck? 
because everyone's still playing. I'm out all the way in yon like all yonder just by myself. <laughs> like ow 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 ow. <laughs> and eventually the play stops and they're like, hey, what happened? Eh, my ankle. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was out. I was out the rest of the season. Um Shit. And then I didn't play again until the last half, the second half of my last game, which I'm pretty sure I scored. I don't even know. Maybe we won or maybe we just didn't get, like, devoured. Mm. It felt better. Something about it felt better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It was was a really good game for me. I remember that. I think there might be, like, some on Facebook where – I had an open field tackle, and it's just a terrible picture. I mean, honestly, any rugby picture of myself in particular, because I'm so lanky and awkward, um, is not a very good one. But that one is like, just, whew, I'm just gonna I'm say, a, I came I'm gonna dig way. that one up. I'm gonna dig that one up <laughs> and make you an audiogram on top of it. <laughs> oh, dude, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll, I'll send you the one of the tree that I was drowned under. <laughs> no, it said. needs to be a rugby photo. We're getting a rugby photo in well, there. It's okay. Ball there. Oh, okay. So, like, you toss it up in the air? No. <laughs> Gosh, I believe that. But, I like, how did you – why didn't you quit, man? Like, why weren't you just like, damn, first game, I got to get out of here. I'm broken already. Like, what – how did you stay connected with the team? Oh. My roommate was on the uh, um, cool. but no, it's not just that. I mean, well, this is my roommate and best friend from high school, um, mm-hmm. and she loved it. She was a scrum half. We were, so I, I didn't have anything else going on, you know. I yeah. first year, all any anybody that I do know was on the rugby team, and yeah. we all just we all we did hang out. It was kind of awkward and didn't know how I was. I was there. I liked going to the games because it just it meant traveling, um, yeah. And it meant I didn't have to do. I, I just <laughs> I didn't I didn't even like school. Honestly, the oh, only yeah. reason I ever went to school was for um, yeah. when yeah. I was going to be a sports exercise major or whatever sports exercise mm-hmm. science, whatever. Anyway, yeah, um, rugby was the only reason I didn't drop out of college for sure. Rugby. I drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them, you know, I, I realized mm-hmm, I was sure. like, I'm only, I'm only coming back to school three years later. I ever come back to school so that I can play rugby. It's just an mm-hmm. incredible amount of money for me to spend just to play rugby. Um, when my, my other roommate, so, so sorry, I guess backtrack to answer your question. You all of my friends, yeah, my you friends didn't answer were it. on okay. the rugby. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. out of those that group, we ended up having two of myself and my best friend Ashlyn, my roommate and best mm-hmm. friend at the time. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up getting a house together the next year. Um, so, um, Haley, one of my one of my um, first rugby best friends, um, uh-huh. she she found the Glendale team and was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm like going and playing and like practicing down there. And I think at the time I, I had probably been in a relationship. And so um, I was like, yeah, no, dude, you go do that. I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so I had it all that much. I just knew that I, I, I had a friend who was going to Denver to play. And then I mm-hmm. was like, eventually I you know I talked to Haley I was like yeah I if I stay in school it's gonna take me at least another three years to finish I don't have that I don't have that money um I don't Mm -hmm. even I don't even know what I want to study I just have a whole bunch of um like prereqs you know and I sure I I could go anywhere with it but yeah I mean that's what the first like two years of school is anyway it's just like a whole bunch of prereqs Right, but at this point it was like three years in, and I was yeah. still in prereqs because I had changed my major so many times. So mm-hmm. I was, and I, and I, I again, it was because I just, I just wanted to come back and play rugby. And sure. so, um, spring of twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. I, I decided that was it. That's my last semester. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell anyone. I was just like, I'm gonna move to Denver and play rugby out there. I don't, I don't even know where the pitch is. 
Yeah. We're just going to go. I'm going to follow Haley, or Haley's been to it. Um, uh-huh. So I, that's out of college. <laughs> that's how you ended up at Glendale, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you never, you didn't go back to the mountains. You stayed in that wide open prairie, concrete, jungle, urban zoo thing that urban we were talking zoo. about. Yeah. The urban zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quite was... a zoo it is. <laughs> Those freaking animals. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt like it, too. It was, I walked in. I remember for some reason Haley wasn't there for my first practice with Glendale. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, you know, Infinity Park got there yep. and I Down remember I, turf. yep, I, I walked up and uh, I saw some people playing. I saw like some rugby balls, you know, hey, this thing's like the right place. Here I go. I'm going to walk around. And I was like, oh, those people look big. Oh, I don't know. Those might be men. I'm just going to walk around the, around the pitch just to <laughs> kind of like watch it. I'm like, man, those people are huge. Because, you know, I came, my team was small. I think by the sure. time I left, we probably had around like 20 players, mm-hmm. but nobody very big. I mean, mm-hmm. they just, just anyway. Yeah, you went from like, from like a small college club team with numbers problems to a yeah, Premier League like, team to a WPL team and like a yeah. very well performing one. Yeah. I literally stumbled across the best team in the nation and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I walked over and I was like, those are men. Oh, oh no, those are women. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Those are just some, some very strong women. <laughs> can, can, can I play with you though? Can I? I'm sorry. Can, 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 I? can, can I practice? <laughs> Am I allowed to be here? <laughs> Do you guys take any players, or is this like, do, do, do I need to try out? Do Where I... do I try? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was embarrassing, because I had already walked around the pitch at least one time, <laughs> twice at this point, you know? <laughs> Trying to, like... <laughs> Someone had to see you, like, is that a rookie? What's going on over here? Look at that weirdo. <laughs> oh, man. You know who it probably was? There's probably Gina. I'm going to have to ask her and be like... Probably. Yeah, we should ask Gina. Like, Did you see Fati being weird? Before she yeah, came to be practice. Like, oh yeah, that just <laughs> walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, yeah. It, oh, that so that's uh. Really walked up and I was like, "Hello, um, do you guys play rugby?" Yes. I'm like, oh, um, can I play? <laughs> yes, come on in. Join the join the drill and and as they say, the rest is history. No, they do no. say that. I I wonder if did you have your nickname? Did you get your nickname in college, or did you get it at Glendale? No, uh, I got my nickname at the ripe age of newborn. Oh, okay, great. So this is a forever thing. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily the nickname Fatty. Um, yeah, but you've been Fatty. Well, no, I I I was La Gorda, um, the fat one. <laughs> Because my older sister was very petite, is still very petite. Uh-huh. She's had some children now, so she's not as petite, but <laughs> she's still she's still looking great. Mm-hmm. Nancy, if you hear this, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. But so yeah, she's very short, very little. Uh, I mm-hmm. grew up, or sorry, when I was born, I was a very chunky baby, like mm-hmm. Michelin um, tired person yeah you know just uh, yeah very fat baby Mm -hmm. um so uh at birth yeah I was my nickname was la gorda she was la flaca um (laughs) and so uh, that was always it you don't think about it I mean it's just kind of how you grow up when you're Mexican you just kind of get a shitty nickname and then you well I mean I I, like don't know that much about Mexican culture but it's like it seems from the Mexicans that I do know that it's pretty common to like yeah. call someone an endearing gordo or gorda like yeah. it's not that big of a deal it's like well, it's like <laughs> white people in america would be like i'm not that bitch and like fight about it but like yeah it's not like <laughs> it's a little different well yeah i mean my cousin my cousin was called la bola which is literally the ball <laughs> yeah that's cool i'll take that i yeah, guess right, call me a fucking right? ball it sounds but, like, worse in spanish i guess but 
el yeah, mojo, like, la, are... el verguita. Yeah, the, <laughs> one of my friends was called the dick, literally. That was his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's ridiculous. So, but like, what are so, the odds that you get that nickname as a baby and then also it like works out in English with all your... Right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's what you, that's I think what some people call destiny. It's meant to be the fat one. Oh, you're right. You're definitely meant to be fatty. Yeah. So when I got to high school um, basketball, I, I made it to the um, varsity team my mm-hmm. sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. What an that athlete! Like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like a two-way high school. You know, I'm five foot six, and I was like the second tallest on the team. So. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So when I got to when I got to that team, um, there was uh, one of my teammates, Alex. She she was like, your name hard. I'm going to call you fat. Because <laughs> so you couldn't actually, say Fatima? Uh, yeah, well, even if she called me fat, like, well, because when you're running, you know, you're moving fast. It's like mm. too many vowels. You one sim- and you gotta, one like, syllable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and you got to do something weird with your tongue and do that. A lot of people in general can't understand. <laughs> 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 a lot of people it's hard it's a different language you, your mouth does different things and that's fine yeah um, yeah, yeah so yeah so she so she started it with fat and all through high school well, at least from my sophomore year on at least with the basketball team um I was my nickname was fat uh so eventually when I got to college um i sure how it came about but you know you've got the mouth guard and you, you can't really it's like mm-hmm. again your mouth your tongue has to do something different for you to mm-hmm. be able to say fatty for sure uh, so my my I'm not really sure exactly who it was there was I have a I had a teammate her nickname was math like like the subject like math, math? and mathematicians yeah math uh-huh. she, was, math. she was a math major uh-huh uh-huh. Um, and I think she might have been the one, or I don't know, maybe it wasn't her, but they were like, oh, we'll just call you Fatty. And then it was like Fatty, you know, um, uh, because just because it's easier to say when you have a mouth sure. guard. And it's sure. actually Fatty didn't even come into the picture until just as of recently, until, yeah. until I got to Glendale, kind of, mostly like my closer friends who try really hard to say fatty mm. are the ones who mm. say it but even yeah. in, even in glendale it was it was still fatty um, it was still fatty yeah i remember you saying yeah. like my name is fatima but you can call me fatty and i was like fatty and <laughs> like and then you're like well fatty fatty whatever like you were just like it doesn't matter to me yeah yeah what do you uh how do you think that made you think about your body well definitely growing up i was I was, I was very self-conscious, you know, um, mm. luckily my brother was very athletic and mm. so he was in all of the sports and I looked up to him a lot. Essentially he, he was the one who raised me. My parents always working props mm. to them. They're great people. Um, but you know, it's, uh, and sometimes you got to do that to survive. Yeah, we were, we were not very rich. We, you know, minority, first generation, it, mm-hmm. you just, you, you can't be there, and I don't blame them, and sure. my brother was there, though, and my brother set the example, he, the way, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and he was, he was an athlete, and so I, going through middle school, high school, you know, all of my teachers were very, quick to say hey you're Luis's sister right like you're Luis is your brother oh okay so, yeah he's a great athlete he's this he's a ac- academically whatever all of these things so for me I was I was uh ready to you know follow in those footsteps and be be that so also I mean the nickname you know I didn't want to be that I would look at myself in the mirror and be like why do I have to be the fat one um mm-hmm. I, I I am fat <laughs> and I, I I'm not and I wasn't I I, I don't have a six-pack by any means no um but I I I was always really 
aware of the I have I'm I'm five foot six, but I have a six foot wingspan. I didn't realize this until I was in college. So yes. my upper lanky. body, yeah, it's it's all legs and arms, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. like six inches come from. So mm-hmm. so I I'm actually I just like have a really stout upper body. I just not very you got long short in waist. My, in my, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, looking at yourself, like looking at myself in the mirror, that's like, that's what you think, right? You're like, I'm fat. But no, it's just that my body is shaped a little funny. Um, sure. And so I, I was, I was ready to not be the fat one. And I was ready to like, work hard and, and be athletic and prove that like, I, I am not what I, what people call me. Um, Sure. That was, that was me growing up. You know, you grow up. Yeah, I'm really, that's what people tell you. Sure. I'm I'm really curious about like where the like stigma came from. Uh, What do you mean? Like the the stigma, like that you didn't want to be fat, like what that you, I mean, the dysmorphia is its own thing. Like looking at your body and saying I'm fat, even though you're not is one thing, but I wonder where like the shame or the uh, you might not know the answer to this also. I'm just curious because I'm curious about no, my I totally as well. do. I, yeah. I, I think I have somewhat of an answer. I mean, my sister is my older sister. I, my little it's sister, just a too, comparison. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, my little sister's 10 years younger, so I couldn't compare myself to that, <laughs> not yet at least. Um, but my older sister is 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 gorgeous, she's she's a very attractive human being. Um, mm-hmm. At least I think so. I mean, I'm not going to say my siblings are ugly. I'm not, but you know, but like, sure growing up I mean but even you, even in high school middle you school you can sell objectively too yeah yeah well yeah. and like she's five years older than me so it was enough of a of a separation in age mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I I had friends who would see her around like guy friends you know who would be like wow your sister's so hot your sister's so this and and she, maybe she didn't realize it at the time but I knew it I knew all of the I, I mean we would she First of all, she had to like drag me along to all of her social events because otherwise mm-hmm. my, our parents wouldn't let us, uh, sure. wouldn't let her go out. So I was always sure. there hanging out with all these high schoolers and mm-hmm. I'm just like watching, you know, the interactions of males with my female sister. Yeah. And, um, they, they loved her. She's pretty. Um, sure. And so I... I knew it. I was like, well, this is La Flaca, the skinny, pretty sister. Mm-hmm. And then it's me who I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't call myself pretty. I mean, even now, like, maybe I'm not ugly, but I'm not going to say that I'm like, yes, model status. Like, no, I just, that's <laughs> what I was saying. You know, I was like, sure. and, and um, she was like homecoming queen. My brother mm-hmm. was like, all these things and I was like sure. hello I'm fatty the fat one uh-huh La Gorda. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so I yeah so it came from like some comparison or like that you 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 just felt so different yeah. from your sister yeah mm-hmm. it's interesting it's like yeah. it always seems to be always like something outside of us that put us in that kind of mindset um totally. <clears throat> yeah it's not it doesn't like it doesn't come from within you there's nothing inside of you that's like you're not good enough until you have something to compare to or see yourself up against something or or put yourself up against a certain standard or something like that, you know? For sure. Yeah, it's all it's yeah. all like learned social norms, right? It's mm-hmm. just, um, For sure. People tell you. And then, and I, and then it's like a, a lifetime of 20s unpacking that shit. <laughs> right. Well, and here's the thing, too, that like you don't realize until you're older that like it's it's really hard to tell somebody that they're pretty, you know, that they're attractive, mm-hmm. or that they're not ugly. You know what I mean? Like, even if they're not the prettiest, you don't, you don't like, it's just not really in our societal norms to say like, you're actually attractive or you're like, you're not yeah. ugly. Cause, <laughs> cause that's also kind of messed up to be like, Hey, no, don't, don't compare yourself to your sibling. You're actually not even ugly. Okay, cool. But you're not saying I'm pretty, but then it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, if I tell you you're pretty, either I'm like admitting to a crush or I yeah oh, I we, don't know. we like just... have yeah we have so much attack like telling somebody that they're attractive means that you want to sleep with them, 
and yeah. but that's not true but that's how we think about it I think that's how we see it a lot how we're taught yeah. it's definitely all over media you know like movie film and tv is like if someone thinks that you're attractive that automatically means you want something from them but it's not yeah. they're right. not equivalent you know they're not equivalent right, right. so yeah. yeah so I I mean I yeah I didn't I didn't hear it very much and so mm-hmm. I was I was my my mission was to be anything but the fat one. Um, and also, I love sports. Maybe I, just to be seen, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to have something more than, than my looks, even, you know, sure. have, have like, mm-hmm. the meaning of my, or my, my purpose be more than just, oh, you're a sibling to attractive people, um, but or you're six- yourself. Are, are not or are or like just even or removing unstated myself from that yeah yeah just 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 removing myself like okay maybe I don't have the 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 beauty or like the tiggle bitties with the tiny waist and the whatever you know like the beautifully mm-hmm. sh- our sh- like hourglass shaped body I didn't mm-hmm. have that um I still don't and I don't think I ever will and I don't care anymore but back then you know it was like rather than you it was like these are the standards right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so so rather than focusing on those standards I'm gonna go ahead and make my own and Mm -hmm. and make my you know surround my life with that and do something that not only do I love but also way more confident and better about myself yeah and sports were that yeah sports were sports were my best outlet for everything um yeah and then rugby rugby became that when it became your after your collegiate and then after college primary mm-hmm. sport too, which is perfect because I think that it's a really common experience for women's rugby players to go through similar, similar way that you did not the same exactly by any means. Cause we're all on our own paths, but like to come coming into the rugby community is like seeing all different shapes and sizes of people that are capable mm-hmm. in certain ways and like not capable in other ways. And also not nobody gives a fuck you know well right I mean yeah cool you're here for sure you you knocked it out of the park it's that that's 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 exactly what it is it's uh people are there there's just a place for every every everything all of the shapes Mm -hmm. all of the bodies all of the thoughts all of the beliefs you know there's 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 a even if it's the most minuscule space we all have that within the rugby community and it, and it it's it's in everything. The whole culture of rugby is, you know, we, we are here. We're battling. We freaking take our blood, sweat, and tears and queers together, and then we we like mash it all into a big mud battle. battle and and then yeah. we hang out afterwards. And then when we're done, we like wash it off and wash ourselves off, wash each other off, and you're like, hey, dude what you did out there was beautiful mm-hmm. I'm... you did it in the way that you can because you are the able body you are an able body who, yeah. who can contribute you know and yeah and, there and that's always, valuable yeah and there's always a different way to contribute and that's what's beautiful about the game is mm. you don't there is no one size fits all it's we all of the sizes fit in one you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Damn, that's beautiful. You almost like got me teared up. Oh, don't <laughs> cry now. You didn't cry when you heard I almost died. Maybe I. <laughs> maybe I've just been holding it back the whole time. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can cry my shoulder, buddy. It's okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't even know where to go from there. No, I just need to like ask you a question and pick something up, but we didn't specifically talk about how you treat your body differently but well actually yeah, we I do talk about I, that. tell me actually tell me about this because I think it was really interesting when you wrote on the form that you st- like you said quote I live my life as if I'm still playing rugby and it's been some years since you've been committed to a team and played um and I just wonder yeah can you expose like can you elaborate on that so yes I I live my life as a I'm still playing rugby. Essentially, what that means is I, I mean, I don't eat 
very well still you know the dirty bulk is forever gonna be dirty bulks are forever thing. especially when you're doing <laughs> it, like the kind of work that you're doing you can eat whatever the fuck oh, you want girl yeah, yeah yeah i'm like losing i'm just like dropping pounds and i'm like goes. <laughs> which is also really hard because like it's hard to change my mentality for the longest time i i talk about this a lot um i tried very very hard to break 50 pounds so segue right I mean I'm talking about like I was a fat one I was afraid of being not I know, afraid but of you're being not. fat I just and I well right but like in my you mind, were just hung up on this stigma I, mm-hmm. yeah I just I just wanted to I just wanted to like pull as far away and that's why it's so funny now when people are like what's your name fatty like fatty and they're like oh, no I'm not gonna call you that I'm like honestly I have worked so hard to be anything but not even worked really hard it's more just like it's not it, that's not how I, de- I identify and so it doesn't matter um yeah so I I um oh shit I lost my point I was really going somewhere there <laughs> you were going somewhere there about living your life oh you wanted to you wanted to hit 150 pounds yeah yeah yes <clears throat> I was like um you know I probably I guess I had been 130 134 pounds for uh-huh. so long I could uh-huh. not go over or under even with the dirty bulk um your body was I just tried, like nah I don't want this yeah. I'm not here well, for my, this my body changed no that's the thing this is why like the a scale just means absolutely nothing because <clears throat> essentially from the time I left college until a few years back um I couldn't tell you exactly when, but I, I was 134 pounds and I, I couldn't break it. But if you see pictures, you're like, well, that's a freshman 15 right there. And yeah. nope, still 135 pounds. Um, that's and... so real, honestly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. From it, it, over it just... here, like the 210. My 210 <sighs> looks real different every single year. Yeah, every single year, right. it looks different. It sits on me it different. Just... I move mm-hmm. different. I'm exercising different. But like... The weight only fluctuates like five pounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm a little bit more now, but um, I, I like 140 some pounds, and mm-hmm. I think this was towards the end of my rugby career where I was like, I need to, I need to up it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be competitive now. Yeah. I was even thinking about like maybe even trying out for the um, Mexican national, national team. team. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was, I was fully in the mindset of, I have to, especially talking to people like Jojo, you know, the mm-hmm. pony, I'm just kidding. Just mm-hmm. like how Palomino she, how, <laughs> yeah, uh, how she was like trying to, you know, she was like in the USA team and mm-hmm. they were like, you need to gain weight. You need to be bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of just kind of, kind of had that stuck in my mind where I was like, man, now I'm trying to be a fatty. Like now I'm, now I need to gain this weight. I, yeah. especially, you know, I'm, I'm home with my family and all like my life, like lifetime community. And I, they, my mom saw me one day and she's like, you look fat. You are, why are you so fat? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, mom, I'm, I'm actually really fit. Uh, mm-hmm. In that word. But uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I was, you know, I was working really hard to gain more weight and, you know, obviously not lose any of my speed because that's kind of what, what made, yep. made me a, a, not, not a better player, but definitely was a big part of my position and who I was as a fullback. Uh, yeah. But I, I did, I needed more um, mass. And so I worked my little butt off, my little 140 pound butt to get it into 150 pounds. And um, it was mostly just like, just because I'm really bad at, um, I'm really good at big picture, but I I can't really, you know, for me, it was like, if I go 150 pounds, that means I'm gaining muscle because Mm -hmm. I I don't have a whole lot of fat to burn. I, I don't, I, I need to build Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that was like the way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And so eventually, 
you know, I'm like being competitive, I'm being serious. I eventually managed to break 150 pounds and had a big moment. Um, but shortly after that, I, I ended up quitting, not necessarily quitting. I just decided that it was, it wasn't really my, my path anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it was a big, it was a big deal for me, you know, especially because for a long time, I was like, I didn't want to be fat. I didn't want to like be this certain. And, and I, I think I'm pretty sure with kind of my circle thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it's with my stats or whatever, I, if I, if I break 150 pounds technically, but yeah. I'm, I'm so small. I mean, if you look at pictures from me with the rugby team at the time I was a Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it. You you no. wouldn't think I, uh, you wouldn't think that I put so much work and time and food and effort into into putting weight. that weight that weight yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and sorry. Yeah. What what you're what you're like referring to as being overweight is like BMI, and it doesn't yeah. BMI is so inaccurate from body to body, yeah. and it's especially inaccurate with athletes, women's athletes. It's especially inaccurate with because muscle weighs so much more than fat and yeah you can just like be unhealthy you can also just be fat and be overweight with fat with adipose Mm -hmm. but you can also be like what's considered overweight or obese even with just a shitload of muscle on you and it just depends on each individual's body and how it carries muscle how it builds muscle how it carries excess weight and and a build also because there's bigger hips there's bigger shoulders there's bigger ribs like they're just bigger body types, especially yeah. on women, and they're smaller ones. Yeah, for sure. And and being around that community where people didn't focus on the number, but rather their their build, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was it was inspiring and um, admirable. I was I was ready to be that. I was ready to to like full send commit to being a player and it was so much work it was especially because at this point I was like trying to be even more competitive yeah by the time I was I was really focused on that on gaining um mass and becoming a faster um stronger athlete uh Mm -hmm. I was already been playing for Glendale for at least two to three years Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was, I, that was, that was it, you know, and I just watching all of my teammates have these goals that I wasn't used to, um, so just goals that I wasn't exposed to as far as, mm-hmm. um, PR athletic like, gains, yeah, yeah, as far as like speed or, you know, I mean, yes, I ran track. I did a whole bunch of things where I was like, I, I. I have to break this number, but it's, again, it's always like numbers, numbers, numbers. It's like mm-hmm. this quota that you have to meet instead of like, no, where is your body? Mm-hmm. What you are trying to do? Where is that? Where you are? Where are you right now? And how do you take it to where you want to go? And mm-hmm. it just opens up so many other possibilities of of how you as an individual um, perform. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I, I wanted to be that individual for the team, sure. Um, to you know, bring us up more. Um, mm-hmm. um, once I was there, though, I was like, okay, well, I'm here now. Um, well, there's still a whole bunch of rugby that you have to do too. You don't just break sure. a freaking number. Yeah, um, but it wasn't that's... like it wasn't like a time for you to. It wasn't a good time for you to be playing rugby anymore, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I was kind of done with the zoo. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was, uh, um, I was just kind of ready to just well do something else. It was a, it was a huge commitment. It was like my entire life revolved around rugby. Yeah, yeah. That's I was gonna come around that to that too. Is just that like being on a competitive WPL team, and I guess I can't say for all of them, but like playing for Glendale is your entire life yeah, was, was our yeah. entire lives. You know, it was like live and breathe 
Glendale rugby, not just rugby in general. They're different because other club teams I've played on it live and breathe rugby isn't quite as competitive. It isn't quite as um, rigorous mm-hmm. as playing for Glendale was. And that's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it totally took a, took a toll on my health. You know, I, I used rugby for a long time as like, as an outlet in particular for my anger management skill or um, anger management, um, whatever. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, I found myself getting really upset for just the most minuscule things that I, uh, I just, they didn't. I just wasn't healthy anymore. Yeah. I just wasn't healthy yeah. anymore. Yeah. But there was, yeah. there was, there was something that like you didn't want to completely go and you started coaching youth rugby around that time. Right. Good. Yes. On and off. I kind of was like a stand in coach. Um, mm-hmm. towards the end of my career in general was when I kind of realized I'm actually, I, I like to teach. I like to, um, guide people. Yeah. And I, I also really like kids never having one of my own. Otherwise I won't like them anymore. But right. They're I, fun when you give them back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I realized that it's, it's just kind of like something that I'm, I'm good at. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that saying of like, if you can't do, then teach is kind of real. But that's not true. I definitely. That's not true because able... you were really, you are, you're a really good rugby player. It wasn't a good environment, you know, oh, and thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also wanted to tell you earlier that you're fucking beautiful, but I couldn't quite slip oh. it in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like not just like, not just from the perspective of like, your best friend or one of your best friends but like other people tell me that too about you but um no yeah I know Mm -hmm. shut up I'm also just saying (laughs) that like you're a great rugby player Glendale wasn't wasn't... rugby great and beautiful (laughs) rugby player (laughs) thank you and Glendale was like not a good environment for us right like different timing on that but like it wasn't healthy it was there wasn't good communication from coaching and there was sports there was there was team politics with it like that's real um it it wasn't it wasn't an I don't think that was completely a reflection of our athleticism or abilities and we're not the only ones that have dealt with that either so yeah just put that one out there yeah yeah uh, I'm sorry go ahead go ahead ahead. no you go uh I was just gonna say it was it was a combination of that um and also uh, partially just the injuries you know at this point I had Mm -hmm broken a few fingers I'd had a herniated disc I uh tore a calf muscle man I yeah. split my lip there's just like there's just a, a number of injuries and and I I'm I'm prone to injuries you know I mm. I love the adrenaline rush you get <laughs> not so much <laughs> one the adrenaline run like wears off but yeah. um yeah I just I it, it did get to a point where I was like, I, I need to like care for my future self too. And yeah, I can't, I, I, feel I just, that. I couldn't possibly leave the, the community. Um, not, not so much like the Glendale community in particular, but like the rugby community, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to stay in it because I can tell you right now, all of my best friends, uh, at the least all, all the people that I consider my closest yeah are either still current rugby players or played at some point in their lives mm-hmm. um and not not all of them of course but um or yeah they, but it's they, more the majority is rugby, rugby players yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's um and so i the it's i think it's just literally impossible for me to leave the community and I don't want to anyway I I don't want to either yeah it's beautiful I mean you know we've traveled we anytime we go anywhere whether it's us together or or us separate even in our travels we always Mm -hmm. we always come across rugby people we find rugby people Mm -hmm. yeah and they treat us well and we are still Mm -hmm. in the community even if if we if we don't get to play and so that's that's really kind of where coaching rugby um you know, led me and it, it helped me to understand that I, I don't need to be an elite athlete 
to be, you know, a community, something that we all crave, especially coming from like uh, any sort of like queer community, you know, it's just mm. it's super inclusive. It, mm. and, oh, you know what, and to, I guess to tie back into your question of like, I live my life as a rugby player. Um, I, I think about that all the time, you know, anytime yeah. that I meet anybody, I, I'm quick to say, I learned this from the rugby community and I, I, I'm, I will accept you. I mean, I'm, again, I'm living in Montana, it's extremely, extremely conservative and not to say that I'm super liberal or super anything. We're not trying to get, there yeah. are definitely, there are definitely so many, um, you know, uh, ideas and morals and all of these things yeah that are either contradicting or just polar opposites um because of rugby because i have been exposed to all of this just inclusiveness um i i feel like i'm i'm much more equipped to to you know bring it all together and say like freaking different and that's fine but you all you always always have something to contribute it doesn't matter mm. your body size your body image your identity your belief yeah that's really beautiful or anything like mm. it's it's always we're always there and I, and I and I can listen to you and I will because I have and mm. again because of my rugby community because they've all taught me so many things mm. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. We can take, well, I made a joke like a while ago on an episode about like, maybe we should just put all the children in rugby because it'll teach them to appreciate each other. You know, like we should make yeah. mandatory rugby because the, the the sport is just centered. It is. It's centered around inclusion and tolerance and like, mm-hmm. you know, some, some some bit of like forgiveness too, because like you might miss a tackle, but someone's gonna clean it up for you, and they're not gonna say "fuck you." I can't believe you missed that tackle. They're gonna be like, yeah. "We didn't. We did it. Like we did it. You slowed yeah, them yeah, down, yeah. and you know, at least you slowed them down for me, man. That's how I could get them. And that's there's like um something humble built into it. And I think that's the shit we need. You know, whether or not you're in an, in your echo chamber, you're out of it. Like we need to be tolerant, and and just like you said, like people existing makes them valuable and if we can't see the value in in someone just for being there and like be open to considering their perspective or or to sharing with them sharing something with them about yourself as well like then we're doing it wrong like we need that we definitely need that and I the beautiful thing that rugby has also taught me is that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's, it's awesome I mean physically you know, all of it. Uh, rugby has shaped me in a way that I, it's it's even hard to just explain. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I, you've done I, a pretty I, good job. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the people that are in my life now and all the lessons, even all the breaks and stuff. You know, man. Sometimes I'm like, sure. it's gonna rain. Oh, my knee's telling me my bad, my bad, bad mm-hmm. knee. Not not the. Not the good bad knee, but the bad bad knee. The bad bad knee, <laughs> yeah. And so Girl, now I, I can I feel the, now you. I can see the future, dude. Thank you, rugby. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you just have like early arthritis. You're twenty twenty eight, and you have arthritis. So and, yeah, uh, you know it's fun. <laughs> that's fine. I'm thirty two, and I have bad back, and I I just have to know that I'm, maybe I'm gonna be mad when I'm sixty, but I don't think so because even being off the field now, like the rugby community is still teaching me things and like giving back to me so it's like a little bit of sacrifice for for, sure, for a dude, lot for sure. a lot to be grateful for for yeah. wonderful friends and and experiences and all kinds of stuff so yeah dude for sure it's awesome yeah. I'm I'm super grateful for it I wouldn't I wouldn't change it yep for anything nope me either me either uh, oh I love you too I love you too. Okay, I think we actually like hit everything now. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I think we're you good. Want my my closing my closing statement. Okay, I got it. I got, I got. Okay, I'm, I see. Let's see if I remember it. This I just thought of it. 
I had already walked about two miles, two and a half miles at this point, and I was like, I have an idea. <laughs> okay. okay, what's your okay. idea? This, this is probably going to be, because you know I love puns and I'm terrible. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is, again, not the best. I'm really excited for this. Don't judge though. me. I'm I know, really I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, how do you get a hooker to scrum? proper up ah close no uh (laughs) you lie her on her full back (laughs) that's it Uh. (laughs) i had just almost died all right (laughs) and you thought of this okay that was cute and of course it's a sex joke because i know you bitch Uh. (laughs) i i tried so hard i i had spent all morning i was like i'm gonna come up with a whole poem it's gonna be you did it that and, was good. I, and i'm gonna use all of the positions and hold then on, i almost we, like, died hold on on <laughs> hold on let's can we can we can we do it again deliver that again and i'm, I'm gonna say i don't know how instead of making up my own shit <laughs> it'll be better the second time no i'll give you the punchline. <laughs> how do you get <laughs> A hooker to scrum. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> you lie her full on her and rock her. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> it's just not as funny as I wanted. <laughs> Let me say what. When you when you had just died like an, an hour and a half before everything in life is just so much funnier <laughs> yeah for sure but also oh. you know what we're gonna give you an a for effort this is like um <laughs> kindergarten grades so it's like you that's tried cool. really hard Dude, so I, you can have it that's why that's why i quit college <laughs> <laughs> all right oh all right okay okay oh we're done now um (laughs) all right thanks for having me dude that was yeah dude thank you for thank you for coming on the show thank you for coming on the show i did not come but you know what we'll work on it you'll get better oh really it's gonna be like that You're I right, gotta go. Right. I gotta go. Right. Thanks for tuning right. in to Me another too. episode of With You. We're done. It's been 107 minutes. I love you and I'm always with you. <laughs> I love you too. Bye. Bye. Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suz at withyoupodcasts.co. That's S-U-S at withyoupodcasts.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.